I'm Helen. And this is our podcast. Yay, welcome back. Yes, it's episode eight. Can you believe? Number eight. I can't believe it. We're nearly in double figures. I know, that's so good. So exciting. Um, We missed you last week. Sorry we weren't here. I was a little bit poorly. I'm okay. It wasn't COVID. I'm okay. Yes, we're very pleased. We've realised we need to be on like top form when we're recording, don't we? So it's, it's always good to kind of assess that beforehand. So yeah, it's all good. We're back. We're back and happy. And also... Can I just say, last time we recorded, it was swelteringly hot. And now it's, I mean, today particularly, it looks like November. It's literally within a few weeks, we've completely changed seasons. So welcome to the UK. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Tights and leggings and boots are out. I know. It's so weird, isn't it? It's happened so quickly. I kind of, going to put it out there, I quite like getting a bit cosy sometimes and it not being as hot. I quite like that but it, the mo- at the moment it's just that drizzly rain that's just going sideways so you can't even go outside a bit rubbish mm, yeah it's that weird like in between weather isn't it where it's like it's still quite mild it's not like jumper weather but it's like not sunbathy weather so what the hell do we do <laughs> weird how Weirdness. was your weekend you had a nice long one didn't you yeah, it was lovely. I had a few extra days of work, tagged them onto the bank holiday. So that was nice. Um, what did we do? Oh, we looked after my friend's dog, which was nice. I've discovered that I have quite a lot in common, actually, with that dog. In terms of like, <laughs> she basically just likes to eat. She's a Labrador, so she likes eating, snacking. Like she literally never stops eating. You could just feed her and she will eat forever. Um Aww. And sleeping and walking. It's like, yeah, top three things that I like doing. Like Best ca- buds. Play and fetch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being patted on the head. <laughs> yeah. Pat, pat. One of my favourite activities. <laughs> I literally oh. just patted myself on the head then. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's your so spirit. that was nice. She's really cute. Yeah, she's very cute, but she knows it as well. Oh, What's her name again? Mm, Ruby. Oh. Yeah, she's so cute. And then we met up, didn't we, for a lovely lunch in person. In actual person. Actual person, actual human. It was so nice. Actual real life. It was so nice. It was really good. And I had um, a ridiculous dessert, didn't I? Oh, it was like something from a Michelin starred restaurant. Yeah, it was called a flower pot and... The, the waiter was like, by the way, you will be able to eat the actual flower pot as well. I was like, what? And then he brought it over <laughs> and it actually looked like a proper little plant, but it was cheesecake in a chocolate flower pot surrounded by what looked like soil. I think that was chocolate. It was lovely. What is not to like about that? And it was it was almost like too pretty to eat. Yeah. Yeah, it was very impressive that. I was very impressed by that. It was, yeah. Super impressive. What else did you get up to? Anything good? I've just remembered, actually, we went for a massive walk on Bank Holiday Monday. We clocked up, I think, over 11 miles, which was... Wowza! Yeah, it was, it was a really big walk. We went round um, 
there's actually a view viewing point like in the kind of it's it's an area that's like wooded area sort of I think it's owned by the army or something but you can still walk around it and then you can actually see London from here which is we're oh lovely which is mad like we're like an hour well under an hour into London on the train but yeah you can you can actually see the skyline of like the gherkin and everything it's bonkers I didn't realize you could see that that's so nice how lovely Mm. that's some serious mileage 11 miles I know it yeah I was exhausted oh my goodness that night watched um David Attenborough planet earth celebration oh so good on the telly oh no oh i'm gonna have to find that on catch up i love him i literally love him han i think it's han zimmer and the rapper dave did the like the score did all the music for it it was lovely it was really good yeah. oh i have to find that and catch up he would be in my like you know when people say who would you have dinner with what's your top three people he would be one of my people oh he's the best isn't he yeah he's amazing love him and I feel like he makes Sunday nights okay, because Sunday nights are tough sometimes, but if David Attenborough's on, it's all right. The world's okay, guys. <laughs> the world is good, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of associated with Sunday night, actually, yeah. Talking of Sunday nights, dun-dun-dun, leading into our topic for this week, we are talking about sleep. Yes, it is literally our favorite thing and I was thinking back to when we first met I think we had quite a lot of conversations about sleep and how we were like big fans (laughs) we realized we had loads in common one of them being sleep yeah yeah (laughs) that's like the foundation of our friendship like yeah we love sleep friends for life (laughs) oh my gosh what is that I know yeah so yeah sleep and sleep quality and getting in sync with our natural biological clocks is what we're going to talk about today. It will transform your life. <laughs> oh, I like that is that is a bold statement, but I hope we can I hope we can deliver. I'm feeling We will change your life. I am feeling bold today, Steph. Let's do it. I love that. And it's so important. You're absolutely right because good sleep can change everything. And it's a ma- I must in the in the job that you do. You must, do you find that that can be a big part of how people feel? Yeah, and the basis of a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's huge. And I think working with young people, a lot of them have quite an unhealthy sleep kind of this weird nocturnal sleep regime where they sort of get into this whole cycle where they sleep all day and then stay up all night I don't know playing video games and whatever other things young people do (laughs) but it just becomes like quite an unhealthy cycle then to break Um, and it can be really challenging to break it so yeah I think um, it actually has quite an impact I think we probably think about sleep like feeling tired we kind of think about the physical effects of feeling tired so the kind of physical you know lethargic feeling you get in your body but actually mentally it has such a such a massive impact on your mental well-being when you're when you're sleep deprived I always notice it when then I've when I've then had a decent sleep because I can just recall things so much easier and and in my job it's good when you can be in the moment and sort of you can sort of access things in your brain quite easily but when I've not had enough sleep I just can't I can't think 
straight or I can't think as rationally or I can't get to that information as quickly as I would if I've had a good sleep (laughs) yeah and that's so it's so interesting that you notice that because that's exactly what happens like it really affects our concentration it affects our resilience it affects our mood um I literally am like a bear with a sore head if I haven't slept I am like moody moody jolly from hell (laughs) like (laughs) my poor husband doesn't (laughs) no Jolly is such a happy surname. You can't be moody with that surname. <laughs> Sometimes I am. <laughs> when I haven't had enough sleep, I become Helen Moody, not Helen Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. We should make a, car- a caricature. <laughs> yeah. That could be like your your dark side. <laughs> Helen Moody coming at you. I love that. And I, but I know you've mentioned that before as well, like just feeling it when you've not had when you've not had a good amount of sleep like you just know it yeah I'm terrible absolutely Mm. terrible with no sleep it's just yeah awful but your what happens when you sleep which I think we forget is that um your mind and your body are basically repairing themselves so if if you don't if you don't um get that quality sleep then your mind and body literally can't repair themselves. So then you, you know, you're not going to feel good. And I, I know we're going to delve into lots of areas of this, but when people say quality sleep, I always, I haven't questioned that before because I think I've been quite fortunate to be quite a heavy sleeper. But in certain situations, I feel like I don't sleep quite as heavy. And then I realise I might have gone to bed at an okay time and got up at a normal time. But the quality, for some reason, hasn't been up there. So I just don't feel refreshed. It felt a bit like a lighter sleep, if that makes sense. Or you wake up in a really... The other thing is when you wake up in the... Like, isn't there like a rapid eye movement bit or something? REM sleep. Yeah, REM sleep. And you can feel really... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if you wake up when you're in that zone so there's different like levels of sleep and if you wake up in the wrong zone it can really even if you've had a lot of sleep it can really like make you feel out of sorts because you've kind of woken up when you're in the in the real deep zone sleep where you're not meant to be disturbed (laughs) your body's like no leave me alone (laughs) oh it's horrible Mm. and then you just can feel completely out of it yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But it, having like that just says it quite nicely, actually, about how you could spend 10 hours laying in bed thinking you're, you've been asleep for 10 hours, but actually if the sleep quality is not good, you're not going to feel rested. Oh, I think my dad used to try and like dupe me on that because if I'd be like, oh, I've not had enough sleep, he'd say, it's okay if you've just been like lying down for a long time, it's fine. I'm like, I'm not sure that's how it works, dad. Yeah. But- he was like, you've been resting. Yeah. I think he's just trying to make me feel better. Resting your eyes. Yeah. Resting your eyelids. So, should we have a bit of science? Yes. Love science. Why not? So, I've realised quite recently, actually, in a lot of these things that we talk about, um, I'm definitely no psychologist, but actually understanding the science behind some of these things and why your body behaves in a certain way and why you're told to do things when you think well how is that going to help actually can really help you to understand why you need to do those things and can help to kind of inspire some change so in terms of sleep there's this cool thing 
which I might mispronounce, but I'm going to try it, called the Circadian Rhythm. Bang on. There we go. So it's basically your internal body clock that is um, kind of is activated by certain cues, particularly by light. So it's kind of in sync with the day and the night. Um, And there's loads of evidence that says that if that is thrown off, your it really has an impact on your whole being actually and your whole your whole well-being and your it can affect your immune system and it can affect your metabolism and make you more prone to becoming ill so getting in sync with that is like super important and every living thing actually has it so it's the reason why the leaves on the trees change change color in autumn it's the reason why animals hibernate it's the reason why some animals are nocturnal so getting in sync with that is like absolutely key to improving your sleep hygiene oh my gosh so it's actually in our physiology it's like within our very bones that we need to do this yes yeah it absolutely is and it's in every cell of your body actually goes to a 24-hour cycle so getting in sync with that is the, is the way forward for sure. I think I've heard about it in relation to, um, you know, if you do a long haul flight, like choosing, like if you fly east, you need to go at a certain time. If you fly west, it's another time to try and keep that rhythm balanced somehow. I can't remember which mm. way is which. Um, but also it must be strange for, it made me think of, is it Iceland where they've got, loads of hours of uh daylight or night yeah yeah I think it's ice Iceland and Greenland anywhere that's um either the very top or the very bottom I think of the earth they don't have the same sun rotation I don't know much about space I need to listen to Brian Cox (laughs) but yeah oh love him (laughs) I know he's so good I've got his box set actually downstairs I need to watch it um but yeah you're right like how so the the circadian rhythm is triggered um by mainly by light so by day and night so your body knows that when it's light you're awake and when it's dark you're asleep but yeah how does that work if you live in Iceland and also for poor people that do shift work oh my goodness like absolute nightmare like I don't know how I I couldn't do shift work like hats off to the people that that do it it's a really really tough thing to do your body exactly knows what it needs and sleeping when it is dark is what it needs so going into winter it's okay to sleep from 4 p.m until 8 a.m <laughs> it's okay oh I like this this is like hibernation this yeah. sounds great <laughs> top notch yeah let's do that let's just hide away when it's dark but it does it's your body changes doesn't it when you when the seasons change, I really notice it in myself. Like I feel much more tired in the evenings when they're dark mm. than you do in the summer when they're light. And this, I guess the heat as well, like you just don't want to be in bed when it's really hot. And mm. I think, you know, it's a lot of, is it in Spain and a lot of places they have siestas. So they have those sleeps built in during the day. Which is confusing because yeah. I had a little look on, on the NHS website about sleep and they were saying, I think they were saying about avoiding naps if possible. Mm. Yeah, so naps can really 
kind of throw out your natural cycle. So if you're napping too much or if you're doing the thing, which we all do, I'm sure, where you feel like you need to catch up on sleep, like at the weekends, um, that can really throw that rhythm out. So if you if you feel like you need to have more sleep, so you lay in until... I don't know, lunchtime or whatever on on Saturdays or Sundays, but the rest of the time you're getting up at 6am, actually that's not very good for your natural body clock. It, so a lot, a lot of stuff with sleep and sleep routine and getting it right does sound quite boring, unfortunately. I, I, and also I am rubbish at this, hands up. Like I get up at six o'clock during the week and then at the weekend love a little lion. Like it just, and I feel like it sorts me out. Like it, that, I like bank mm. that sleep, but that is probably not right at all yeah (laughs) but I think if you feel that it's helping because sometimes you can have a lie-in and then feel terrible can't you like I know sometimes I've had a lay-in and then got up and then you kind of feel a bit out of sorts for the rest of the day um but yeah if you if it's working for you and you feel better for it then yeah it's all good Mm. so should we play a little game yes Yay! Let's play a little game. So we are going to think about things to do before bed. Oh, can we time it? How can we time this? Can I have 30 seconds on the clock, please? So we're going to have 30 seconds of backwards and forwards, things to do before bed to help you sleep. Yes, I like this. Okay. Ready? Who's starting? Oh, yeah, who's starting? Shall I start? I'll start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Avoid looking at your phone. Uh, Don't drink loads of alcohol. Don't drink loads of coffee. (laughs) Uh, Have a nice bath. Not an ice bath, a nice bath. A nice bath. Don't have a big massive meal. Read a book. Um, Do some meditation. Create a relaxed ambiance. Oh, I love that word. Um, yeah, shut the curtains. Oh, <laughs> I think I just said shut the curtains. He sleeps with the curtains open. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a game show on any of the mainstream channels anytime soon, guys. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, that went so quickly. It's not long, is it? 30 seconds. It's not long. But there were some little golden nuggets of advice in there, like things not to do or things to do before bed. So, And we were just saying before we recorded, weren't we, that actually we do know a lot of this stuff and you kind of get told it. And yeah, it does sound a little bit boring sometimes, but getting a good sleep routine. I mean, if, if lack of sleep, and lack of sleep quality is actually having an impact on your life to the point where you're struggling with your mental health or you're feeling like it's not healthy for you or you're struggling to function or it's impacting your work or your relationships. Actually, sometimes you need to make some drastic changes, which might mean being a little bit sensible and boring for a period. And actually, you can reap the the benefits of that. Yeah, and it's about that routine thing, isn't it? If you, I think the big one that I hear is if you stick to going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time, that mm. has 
massive benefits and Mm. where that is so difficult and I think it's in our culture and it's you know in us from probably quite a young age is that the weekend is the weekend and it's like Friday night obviously whatever that involves whether that's staying in or going out I can stay up a bit later and I can lie in a little bit later Mm. Uh, but then I guess the, the only issue with that is that then you've only got like two nights of that and then it's Sunday again and then you almost mm. have like the dread of and I think another thing to mention at the moment is lots of kids going back to school so parents trying to get kids back in sleep routines mm. again I've heard it's it's useful to try and do that a, a bit of time you know a week or two ahead of actually going back yeah oh gosh yeah that's such a good point I know a lot of my friends who have got kids are like they're just they don't have a set bedtime at the moment and because they don't have anything to get up for which is fair enough they've been off school since March bless them all so you give them a bit of leeway but yeah trying to then get them up at six o'clock or whatever to get them to school oh that's going to be such a headache so tough but yeah some of the things in there so particularly like the whole looking at your phone thing um is such a biggie and I know that we're told it it's one of the big things that we're told along with going to bed and getting up at the same time but if I notice myself definitely it makes a difference and it's not only because obviously when you're looking at your phone you're mentally stimulated so whatever it is you're looking at if it's social media if it's news if it's some if you're watching something your brain is being stimulated by that so that's one reason but the other reason is the blue light that it lets that it um it exposes you to tricks your mind into thinking that it's daylight so going back to the whole natural biological clock by looking at your phone your body is thinking that it's daylight and then that decreases the release of melatonin which is the hormone that's released to help you sleep and then that's that stops you from feeling tired so it's so much more than just oh, don't look at Facebook before bed. Like there's actual physical reasons that it will impact your body on a physical level and prevent you from sleeping. Oh my gosh, I didn't realise that. So it's messing up the thing you said about earlier, the circadian rhythm. Yeah, That's interesting because my phone's got a blue light filter on it and I have had the filter on for a while. So I can't remember what the screen looks like without it on. But like you, I've done the thing of, I try and leave the phone most of the time now I leave the phone out in the lounge apart from Mm. the only thing is with having an alarm on your phone that can sometimes be what persuades you to have the phone in the bedroom so yeah maybe investing in a alarm you can get some pretty I mean pretty cheap I imagine yeah that's it that's a good shout actually and not yeah not even having it in the room so you're not tempted to pick it up but just being conscious of when you want to go to bed and an hour or two before that, just not looking at your phone, honestly, will make a grand difference if you struggle to fall asleep. I can I can totally relate to that. I've been in jobs where, like, when I've worked late, I've got back and I've not been able to look at my phone much. So then I've got home and, like, maybe had a snack and then been like, oh, I can get into bed and catch up on my phone. Catch up mm. on my phone in bed. Like, that's yeah. not going to help. And the weird thing is, I still get to sleep. like fairly like okay but then I'd wake up and feel tired so it's doing something without you necessarily being conscious of it without you realizing yeah it's interesting isn't it the other thing with waking up 
in the night so when you just said that about I don't know whether you get this thing and I think I definitely can link it happening with me when I'm probably stressed or I've got a lot going on but when you wake up at like the dreaded two in the morning and you've just got awful like spiraling thoughts about all of the things that you need to do the next day or all of the things that you're worried about or the things that you've forgotten to do and it literally feels like the end of the world (laughs) it's such a horrible feeling (laughs) it's so annoying because your brain switches on so quickly it's like that lovely sort of peaceful restful state of sleep and then suddenly it's like Mm. bam we're on we're switched on we know yep okay and it can think about things so quickly it's actually ridiculous yeah it's written the the spiral that you go down is actually much worse than it would be during the day and the only reason I can think for that is that firstly it's dark and it feels a bit scary and like you're alone and everyone else is asleep and you're the only person awake and worrying but secondly because you know really that there's absolutely nothing you can do about any of those things right in that moment. So you, if you've forgotten to tell somebody something, you're probably not going to pick up your phone and call them at 2.30 in the morning. Or, you know, there's there's not much you can do about those things. So one of the things I find massively helps when I'm aware that I've got a lot going on is to kind of get it all out of my mind before I go to bed and write a bit of a list of things at least things I want to do for like the next day and then it kind of relieves your mind of that worry and you know that you won't forget things you could could you have that leave that like pen and paper by your bed so if you do wake up like that you could suddenly just be like right okay that thing I haven't thought of uh, that thing I haven't done I can write it down then I can do it first thing tomorrow get out yeah definitely yeah, I think that could really work as long as you've got an understanding partner who doesn't mind when you put the light on and start scribbling. <laughs> or you start writing massive lists <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> Don't mind me, darling. I'm just doing the shopping list. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to buy a loaf of bread. I'm just going to go and write it down. Um, but yeah, that I think that that really helps because there's nothing worse than waking up and then not being able to fall back to sleep. That's a horrible feeling. Yeah. Talking mm. about um, the the sort of winding down routine, you mentioned about not having, you know, trying to reduce screen time a few hours before bed. That's probably the same with, um, I was reading stuff about like having a warm bath can be quite nice. Maybe doing mm. some relaxing exercises, reading a book, like making that whole, I love this word, ambiance. I can't even say it without saying it's silly. Ambient. <laughs> I love that word. But it sounds it's like it sounds really French. Is it a French word? So you can't say it without the sexy, sultry yeah. accent. Ambiance. Ambiance. Yeah. Ambience just doesn't Ambi- sound the same. <laughs> ambience. Get your ambience right. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things are really important. And I think having doing those things before bed all of the time your brain would then associate some of those things with the fact that it's sleepy time and then you will naturally start to sleep better I think if you'd probably notice over a period of time probably not straight away like any any habit takes a bit of time to to make Um, but I think if you did some of those things and maybe did like three of those things 
before bed regularly for a week, I think your brain would quite quickly associate that with being bedtime and knowing that it needs to get into tired mode. They're very clever things, our brains. The other thing I was reading was about keeping a sleep diary. So if you are struggling, that can help reveal anything going on or any like stress I've been do you know what on a different note I have actually started keeping a little like diary thing on an app on my phone just Mm. to kind of track moods and stuff and it is quite useful to look back because you think on the day you're like oh I'll remember this day the 2nd of September when I feel rubbish but you probably won't yeah that's so true you definitely won't and yeah tracking tracking anything yeah moods or sleep or what you're eating can really help to identify those underlying things that you probably don't wouldn't recognize without that yeah so keeping a sleep diary that's a super good tip actually like working out and looking taking a bit of a holistic approach to it as well so not just thinking about oh I slept really badly that night because I had a cup of coffee at 7 p.m but actually what else is going on in your life that might be impacting your quality of sleep so are you particularly stressed at work is there something going on with you know family issues or relationship issues or something that you're worrying about or a health issue that's impacting your sleep quality and and looking at your life quite holistically and maybe making some other changes actually rather than just to you know, your standalone sleep routine, like look at what what else is going on in your life that you might need to change. Yeah, it could probably unlock quite a lot of stuff there mm. with what's what you've got going on without realising. Yeah, yeah, I reckon definitely. And like, I think stress is a definite biggie, isn't it, with lack of sleep and not, not being able to fall asleep mm. or waking up in the night or waking up early. Um, because your brain's just so kind of overactive all the time. I think that must have been such a big thing for a lot of people this year with everything going on. Mm. Um, the other thing I read on on the NHS website was about contacting your GP if you have insomnia that lasts for more than four weeks. Mm. Gosh, that's a long time, isn't it, actually? If you think if you're not sleeping properly for for four weeks... That's really going to take its toll. But I, mm. yeah, I think that's a really important point, actually, that you can go for short periods with lack of sleep for whatever reason, if it's something that you're doing that's not particularly helpful to that sleep routine or if you've got something going on that's quite acute and short term. But actually, if it starts to become long term and it starts to have a bit of a prolonged impact on the rest of your life, then yeah definitely seeking some help from your GP because there's actually quite there's a lot of sleep disorders that that's more than just oh I struggle to fall asleep actually sleep disorders are are some you know things that you probably need to get a bit of medical support with Mm. Mm. oh I feel like we've covered a lot of ground yeah we have it's all good. And you're the ambience word let's just come back to that very quickly not only because I love it but because having a good ambience in your bedroom see I can't say it with the accent I just sound terrible (laughs) no you don't I've ruined this word Um, sorry (laughs) but making sure it's dark and quiet and also like invest in a good mattress like we spend hours and hours and hours of our lives in bed I think we spend something like I think I read this like something like 25 years of our life in bed 
So sign me up now. Where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah, can I just sleep for twenty five years hobby. now? <laughs> but, oh my gosh! Imagine if, how if good you... your skin would be when you wake up, and your hair would be really long and silky. I think I'm living <laughs> in a Disney film. <laughs> That's like extreme hibernation. That would be so funny. But think, like we spend a lot of money on like clothes and cheese and stuff, but invest in a decent mattress. Like you spend a lot of hours in bed. Yes. And there's, I was looking recently, actually, there's a lot of deals on the really good ones that you can get for a hundred days and then return it if you're not happy with it. And they come in a box as well. You know, like the really fancy ones that you think, oh gosh, like how am I even going to get that in the house? They actually deliver them in and it's all rolled up and everything. Fancy. Oh, lovely. But How you nice. can get some really reasonable stuff. Like, you just need to look around, I think, on the internet to look at mm. what's been recommended. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely worth putting some research into it. Mm. Defo. Should we do our little three things to end? Yay! So we are going to do our three things that we find useful for our own sleep routines. Yes. I feel like I started last time, I think. Did I? Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, I feel like I guessed one of yours last time. Was that the one that we were guessing each other's? I think mm. it was sleep. <laughs> it was sleep. <laughs> that was just... the trigger for doing this topic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that for all three for mine. What what do you find is good for your sleep routine? Sleep? Sleep. Um, okay, so my top one is um avoiding caffeine. Oh yeah. Not I mean I have I tend to just have one coffee a day. If I have two, I really feel the effects, particularly if my second one is like after three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my goodness, can you pinpoint it? Do you notice it on those days and you think, oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah, literally, if I decide if I'm feeling really tired and I think I'm going to have an afternoon coffee, I'll be fine. Honestly, I do find that I struggle to fall asleep. I'm quite lucky in my sleep that I'm I am a deep sleeper. Like it takes a lot to wake me up once I am asleep. But I do notice that sometimes I can it takes me longer to fall asleep. And that's the worst. That's always so annoying when you'd normally drop off. Or mm. like that's a good one. I think my top one's going to be putting my phone in the lounge because I've not been doing that for that long. I think only probably since the beginning of this year, but it makes a huge difference. And I just think I feel more relaxed probably when I'm going to sleep and I wake up. And also when I wake up, I can't reach for it. So Mm. that's not like the thing that's going to wake me up. Because I think that Mm. used to stress me out a bit, like having to read all my notifications and stuff. Mm. Yeah, and feel like the pressure to as soon as you wake up. Yeah. Mm. Um, my next one is going to be this is more like when I do the whole waking up in the night thing I found it's actually really useful to not look at the time because <laughs> if I look at the time I am then counting down the number of hours that I've got left to sleep and then I start to panic that it's not enough hours and I'm going to feel tired <laughs> when my alarm goes off so I just I just don't look at the time I just get up have a wee get back in bed that's really good that one if you could yeah definitely because then you start freaking out especially Mm. if you wake up and you think oh this is when I'm meant to wake up something oh it must be my alarm but it's actually two o'clock in the morning horrendous yes 
horrendous or worse than that you've got you've got maybe only an hour before your alarm's going to go off and then you've got the whole conundrum about should I just stay awake or should I fall asleep and then be in a really deep sleep when my alarm goes off yeah Mm. that's I like that I'm going to try that one I like that one I'm going to say now I probably don't think about this enough but if I did it would be really helpful um trying to get a bit of exercise in each day I definitely don't Mm. do this every day but on the days that I do I think it helps my sleep Mm. yeah that's a big one actually that we didn't talk about having um building exercise into your daily routine does genuinely make you more tired of course it does Mm. good one um my third one I think is just gonna be recognizing that going to bed and getting up at similar times actually really helps me and I found that during lockdown actually and while I've been working at home because I've not had to really set an alarm as such because I've not had to commute into work I have to commute into the spare room <laughs> to my desk <laughs> what a commute um, the traffic what a long, yeah horrendous <laughs> um that actually I have kind of fallen into this natural rhythm of going to bed and waking up at similar times um and I've noticed that yeah it really massively helps my sleep quality oh I'm so jealous I've still got my alarm going off at six that sounds Mm. so nice waking up naturally oh god I I can't remember the last time I had to get up at six o'clock I'd cry (laughs) it is do you know and it's so annoying because I find I wake up and I feel whacked and then it gets to the weekend and I can have a lie in and I'll wake up at like seven and be like, okay, body, here you go. You can sleep longer now. And it doesn't want to go back to sleep and my brain switched on. I'm like, ah. Yeah. On the one day you can have a lie in. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I don't sleep really late. I'm awake by kind of half seven, I'd say most day, seven, half seven. Um, But actually that feels quite early for me. So I think that is my natural kind of cycle. Oh, that's so nice. Mm. In the old circadian, circadian yeah. rhythm. Um, what should I go for my last one? I think having a book on the go. Again, I'm not doing this every day, but just having that book there. And, and actually, when I've got a good book or something I'm enjoying, it's really nice to kind of look forward to it. Mm. And I'm not, I actually need one at the moment because I've pretty much finished the one that I was enjoying. So I think that's quite mm. nice for chilling out yeah it definitely makes you more tired doesn't it than watching tv or something reading a little bookie yeah it's nice Mm. nice good times there's i think there's loads more we can talk about with this like we always pick these topics and think oh we can cover it in half an hour and then find that there's loads of other stuff like i don't know stuff like snoring partners yes <laughs> I nearly mentioned that that is so, yes that's interesting that one <laughs> what to do about them <laughs> mm. or sleep talkers that may or may not be me <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh dear oh so funny oh, oh another great session thank you thank you I think I know we talked about not napping but I might go for a nap <laughs> yeah have a little nap have a nap. I might have a coffee and then I'll let you know what time I managed to fall asleep. It's quarter to four. She fell asleep at quarter to four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, thank you for listening. Yes, if you want to get us, you can do that. Uh, email is helenandsteph at gmail.com. And on Insta, we are Helen and Steph underscore muddle through. Let us know if there's any topics you want us to cover. 
Yay! And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>